Kia ora and welcome to the Mary Bros Podcast. We are your host, Wrecking King and Epsilon. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, bringing me back here. <laughs> That's great. No, no, you're, you're a main host. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. for calling you co-host. You've yeah, been here yeah. since 2019. Uh, yeah. Now, this week, I did not have the chance to watch Barbie due to family matters, but Epsilon has watched it today, right? Yep. It was pretty, pretty interesting. It was a pretty interesting film. Cool, 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 cool. We will talk about it today, along with its historic box office achievements. We will also be covering the latest episodes of Warrior and the so-so finale of Secret Invasion, along with the historic box office that took place over the week. So, strap in for somewhat of an altered episode of the Movie Bros Podcast. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Let's go party. Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor! Somebody get security. Right. Ypsilon, as you're the only one that has watched Barbie, I'll let you review it. Well, I have to say, Barbie has brought uh, quite quite the view, I would say, to the people. It's very uh, much playing on the sarcasm of feminism. Yes. And the feminist movement, as well as expressing all the traits of uh, that weak male trope to the powerful woman trope. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout the film, it seemed to really play uh, act up on that. And you can really see that during the beginning of the film. But as the film goes on, you can start to see more and more like how disruptive and how, uh, how the systems of our society works. Ah, sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So, I would say um, this film, in of itself, mm. was very impactful, I would say, towards, uh, I guess, the gen- general audience. It was very comedic. I-, I found a lot of people laughing yes. and doing it. However, there were other points where it felt very, I would say, cringy. It didn't have as strong as of an impact as I would have liked it to, but uh, it's great. It's a great film to go watch with the kids. Ah, that seems like a great point with the kids. Um, so it is a family movie. Yes, yes. Uh, it, there are some adult tropes though that play yeah. along. So I, I believe like only the people who originally uh, was there for the toys to understand. <clears throat> yeah, the toys has, have been a market since but the Victorian era, 1890s. Yeah. Um, it's it's always been in every single, um, especially mm. they've always marketed to girls, but now mm. guys with Ken. And how was Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling? I heard Ryan Gosling stole the show, apparently. Yes, Ryan Gosling's acting was superb. I would have to say, he was what uh, pushed this film to have actually good content. Yeah, uh, Marco Robbie felt very generic in the stereotypical Barbie's act, like like her character, and yeah, uh, it felt very wrongly at points. I would have to agree that there were hmm, there were times where I would say Marco Robbie's character did not have as of a big impact as uh, Ryan Gosling's character did. 
Yeah, I've had a lot of discussions online comparing, um, seeing that the Oscars coming up, hopefully mm. due to the writer strike, but um, Ryan Gosling versus Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Mm. Um, people have been saying Ryan Gosling. Some people are saying Robert Downey Jr. I need to see it for myself to make a final conclusion for me personally. But who would you pick? Ooh, I would still pick Robert Downey Jr. His acting was too too superb to be compared to currently Barbie's uh, acting. Even though um, Ryan Gosling stole the show, I would have to still push for uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s superb acting as the villain. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of memes from from Ken. Um, like his job is beach, or are you Ken enough? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, Stuff like so this online. It's funny. It it was to uh, act on more of the children's aspect, so it felt more, uh, I guess, relatable. Uh, women, uh, modern women. However, I felt as though the truck was pushed too far at points to really not have an impact as it would have if it wasn't pushed that far. Okay. Um, also, another question. Um, I know Ken has a song called I'm Just Ken. Um, yes. Comparing that to Jack Black's Peaches at the Oscars, ooh, ooh, <laughs> who ooh. do you think so, has a better chance? So, this is very controversial. Uh, heavy for me because mm. i actually enjoyed the song uh yeah. I, I, yeah. that it, it brings us to the um ideal that us as people as guys mm. in this society are treated as the one uh, generic male to all the feminist movement and it brings out the more heavy notion to know that us as guys aren't enough to for each other yeah, we are all kin, no matter what shape, size, color of your skin, we are all kin as guys, and we should all be together as one. <laughs> um, not in that way, but hey, it could be in that way, it's 2023. But um, now, Barbie, we'll get to the box office, but it's slowly closing on a billion dollars. Um, what are mm. your thoughts on that? It's at currently 560 million. Well, hit a billion tomorrow. yes, I feel as though it's going to hit a billion uh, due to the fact that all the cinemas are still filled out even after this long of a time. And it is going to be one of those films that is so, uh, what is it, classic that everybody goes watching it, you know? Yeah, um, just seeing its first opening weekend numbers, it, it's the biggest domestic opening weekend of the year, surprisingly. Mm. Just beating mm. out Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and Spider Man, which yes. is insane. Um, but seeing it make a billion, I was telling my mom, and she was like, "Remember, these are toys since ages ago." I'm since like, yeah, since the mod uh, modern feminist movement. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually not surprised about these numbers at all. But yes, it's yes. competing with again Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Which also is a billion-dollar film. Yes, I feel as though um, this is one of those films that will hit those numbers, especially for uh, not just for the girls, but for older women of that generation who played with those dolls. Um, also, quick question, Nongan: I have you watched any of the trailers for Barbie? Actually, yes, I have. Do you uh, think not? Not not before I watched it, but after I watched it. Do you think the trailer's watched... underselled or oversold uh, this movie? I feel that the trailers brought about more so um, 
the view of the film being more, I guess, realistic. It, it, it showed it showed off more to understand. Like, I feel as though because in the film, uh, spoiler alert, people, the one of the trailers actually has uh, the beginning portion of the film as a trailer, and it was pretty surprising to me. They did that uh, with its old structure. Ah, uh, okay, that sounds cool. Um, but along with, um, do you think with the imminent arrival, especially now with Barbenheimer, do you think mm. that pushed this movie even further, or do you think it's just, hey, it's I Barbie, that, everyone knows? I feel that the internet did push towards that, so it did have an impact uh, due to uh, viral, you know, pushes towards you know more visual. Uh, memes with today's society, you know, bring about uh, more so the connection between Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out together at the same time. Yeah, uh, I think this will go down in history as a classic in cinema, um, especially with Barbie and Oppenheimer releasing around the same time, uh, releasing on the same day. And I think its influence is going to be major when looking at big um, corporations. Um, we'll, we'll see when the next Barbenheimer could be. Um, but other than that, what would you rate the film? Just you. Just you. Ooh. Uh, okay. Being a bit biased here, yes? Yes. Due to the fact that they did not use a single uh, classic Barbie song. For example, the I'm a Barbie Girl. Yes. Nor was the um, uh, one that came out as a remix uh, uh, recently. Not recently, but within the past 10 years, yeah? Okay. I would have to give it a 6, yes. Oh, 6? Yes. Whoa, I, I don't think I've heard a 6 online. I think it's all been 9 or 10s. Um, occasional 8s, uh, but... Yes, wow. uh, this is generally just because of a biased reason for that uh, one thing. Because I feel that the message was there, it was very clear. However, uh, the gender was more for the female audience, I think, gave it more so a higher rating. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's what they were trying to do. And yes, yes, Gerwig, yes. Um incredible film catalogue, um, was trying to give out a message of both. So she kind of went in on a mm. on a talk about balancing Ken and Barbie. So just hearing how Margot Robbie's character is kind of would you say one dimensional or kind of generic? Very. Uh it felt one dimensional at the beginning as as our character is. Uh stereotypical Barbie, yes. Yes. Uh however it felt like she wasn't pushing her all at times. However her acting was superb. And the message that was conveyed was very evident. Yeah, um, I've been hearing a lot about that too. Um, but also, good to go with balancing Ken. And as you've described, yeah, Ken's as important as Barbie. And it's also in the lyrics. He's always number two. Yes. Um, but just seeing this, now guys can go and watch. Like, don't be afraid to go watch a girly movie um, when it represents all of us, really as humans yes. guys and girls with a great message but i can't wait to watch it myself i'll probably watch it during the week um but i'm glad a six you know what it's better than a five that's that's <laughs> what i'm gonna say yeah better than a what do the kids call it mid these days that's a five uh, but mm. 
um, I will <clears throat> review Barbie on my own. Yes, yes, and then of course. Come back to this and yeah, we can discuss it more. But um, anyway, that was Barbie. <clears throat> Six out of ten by Epsilon. That sounds like a great score. But um, now we're on to this week's episode of Warrior. Ooh. Now, Epsilon Warrior Season yes. 3, Episode 6. They're pushing it. I, I, I felt this from the beginning. They have been pushing this film, uh, this this series. It's 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 hitting it. It's hitting the marks very well now. Yeah. This episode, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy it, I would say. How did you feel about it? Mate, it's, it's another bottle episode. It's another mm. Western. They had it in episode 5, season 1, yes. where they had to transfer this dead body with gold in it. Last yes. season, with a, a arena grudge match in Mexico. Now this. Well, uh, I, w- I love seeing the classic um, time period of that era. It, it expressed more towards the Western side of America, and the, uh, I'm a sucker for that kind of era of films so i did enjoy that section a lot yeah i think that's what bruce lee wanted in his original writings as a western like gunslingers but mm. with fists and everything but yeah they're doing this properly and wow um father john at the very end of this episode i thought i heard a grunt from him um got hurt do you think he's gonna make it to the next episode i really hope so Father June is just such one of those great characters, you know. And seeing if if he passes, it's gonna be you know a great, great heavy loss for the film, uh, for the series, sorry. But understandable. Yeah, um, he's such. A, um, I think it's Perry Young who plays him. He's mm, such a he, great actor. And Perry Young has a very great acting skill. Uh, I love him as a character. He is one of those, like, in, like since the beginning, his acting was superb. Yeah, I'm glad they gave him these action scenes because mm. it actually showcases. He may be old, but he's he's trained. He has he has the skills to be the master. Yeah, he's got the skills to pay the bills, <clears throat> definitely. Mm. And Young Jun sees this, um, and throughout the episode, we actually cut back. There's two plot points in this episode. Uh, the main one mm. being Asam Young Jun and Father Jun going mm. to find some silver. But the second plot point would be Chow and Lee got captured by Happy Jack for bounty. Yes, yes. What are yes, your yes. thoughts on that? Ooh, the bounty. I love the whole bounty error kind of aspect in this series because um, uh, if you know the film Django, only unchained. That was one of my favorite films that was created. Uh, it expressed. Uh, a black man being a bounty hunter, which is, which was like non-existent back then, but it just was such a great film. I'd say so. I would say it's very interesting in that aspect. Yes, I, I'm interested to see where they go with it, and I would like to watch from what happens overall. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad they're bringing back this this plot <clears throat> point from season one um, with with Lee. I uh, wish um, Young Jun meets his lover again, but I, I, highly unlikely. 
Uh, are we are we talking about the the seven foot big breasted mm. lady where he got manhandled? <laughs> I was, yes. I was watching this during the day around like four p.m. I think people passed went past my house and probably saw shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's closed curtains and everything. It looks like I was yes. watching a porno, but he got manhandled. But, he got um, handled. I, I thought he was getting um, you know pegged at one point <laughs> it was a weird position you know yes I understood I understand that but um, going back to, to Lee this whole storyline um, is going to conclude in the next couple of episodes probably but um, I'm glad they brought back what Chow said at uh, in the season finale or season mm. one when he was talking about his time as a slave in Haiti and now he's mm the chaperone he everyone knows chow everyone loves chow and when his back got shown and um, when his shirt ripped and all these stitches and, and marks it <laughs> it kind of hurt to see stuff like this but yes it did it did really it impacted me a lot yeah and then we got yeah. lee getting whipped <laughs> um <laughs> by by his cousins and and the cousin that he he knew wasn't bad kind of mm. saw a lot of himself in that one cousin but had to shoot mm. him to save chow actually mm. not to take a life but man, this episode had a lot um it what impacted it, a yeah. lot yes yeah, so i feel as though this one had more storytelling than uh the rest yeah so i think it's been leading to this episode because it's we're the halfway point now yes where yes, it's yes. starting to ramp up but Myling um, knows about Asam and Yanmi. Well, kind of, she's trying to piece everything together. Mm, she is currently you... like mis mis inform misinformed. Hopefully, yeah, she's currently playing Cluedo. But yeah. um, what are your thoughts on how? Do you think it's gonna come out in in either a violent way or just Young Jun's gonna find? There will have to be a violent confrontation. This this is war. This is you know the final showdown i feel as though if they don't give us a big bang there it's the it's gonna be over yeah uh i think i saw somewhere i i saw the um episode listing episode eight is the mm -hmm. wedding um ha have you seen game of thrones huh? uh yes i have um you I know read, about sorry let me rephrase it. i read game of thrones. oh okay uh wait in the book is there something called the red wedding Yes, the, the one where they shoot, yes. I yes, I think that's yeah. what My Ling's wedding's building up to. It's gonna I be... Am, I am looking forward to that. Oh, I remember watching the Red Wedding and <laughs> completely traumatized, but seeing My Ling wedding bloodbath, mm. we were talking about this since episode mm. one to mm. three. Yeah, it's it's leading up to there. Either, I, mean, I don't, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, happening. Um... <clears throat> There's this beautiful scene between Assam and Father Jun when mm. when Young Jun's getting manhandled. Um, yes. <laughs> Father Jun respects Assam and Assam respects Father Jun, but mm. um, I feel that because of Assam's actions since he's come here, mm. he has pushed Father Jun to have to give him some respect. Yes, um, and Father Jun accepting that. Um, my Ling was about to kill him and he was always there for Young Jun and I feel like Father Jun either accepted the fact that Assam could lead the whole way 
Well, I, I kind of saw it in his eyes before Young Jun came down. Um, but I feel like there is a mutual agreement between them two that they're good. But if Father Jun doesn't make it next episode, oh, it's gonna be quite heavy. It's gonna be heavy for both Asam and Young Jun. Um, and then we'll lead into my Ling's wedding. <coughs> but do you have anything else to talk about episode six? Uh, um, just feel as though I'm gonna be looking forward to this like finale that's coming up. You know? Yeah, we got four more weeks now. Well, the next mm-hmm. episode's tomorrow. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, um, I think that's about it for episode six, season three. Warriors streaming now on Neon New Zealand every Monday at 12pm NZST instead of on HBO Max or now Max in the States which drop Thursday at 7pm PST. Now on to uh oh (laughs) big whoopsie for the MCU huh big whoopsie we're on to Secret Invasion. Oh gosh. Oh, series finale kind of sucked. <laughs> it was painful to watch. I'm sorry. It was too short. That's <clears throat> the main problem with this. Mm. Six episodes ain't enough. It's not enough. It's never enough, but I feel as though they wanted to show a film in a format that just doesn't seem to be working. If they push this, yes? Yeah. I feel as though they needed at least another, like, two to three episodes. I feel like eight episodes is a sweet spot. Ten episodes mm. if you want to fully conclude it. Mm. But six so episodes. That's why I say like three, two to three. Yeah. Just yeah. To push it. Yeah. And if we really want to complete it, yeah, ten episodes. Yeah, I feel like this has been a big thing through uh, Bob Chapek, mm. who was there before Bob Iger. Oh, mm. uh, Bob Chapek took over for Bob Iger <coughs> until Bob Iger mm. came back. I think it was his rule to implement this six episode structure for for these bigger um, mm. series and it's never worked. It's uh, not working. Uh, apart from a, a couple of outliers like your your Hawkeye actually wrapped up perfectly. Mm, um, Hawkeye had, had, had a good uh, ending. Yeah. I would have liked one more episode maybe but it's still a great ending for what it was. True. And also I feel like the other series uh, yeah miss marvel wrapped up perfectly fine as well it didn't mm-hmm. need any more but um yeah for something like this where it's a spy espionage thriller they should be 45 minimum 45 yes. minutes minimum nine episodes a daredevil can do it with 13 episodes mm. and i i see a lot of people online being scared about daredevil don't worry there's 18 episodes <laughs> coming to Disney Plus next year. <laughs> um, they are all an hour long confirmed, either 55 minutes minimum, and it's all R rated. So, Dead was fine. It's going to be okay. <laughs> but, Epsilon, mm. what are your thoughts on the on the CGI fight between, uh, not Scrody, sorry, Gravik and Gaia? <laughs> Ooh. 
I am very torn, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. How did you feel about it? <laughs> I, I see that you're speechless. Um, I, I think visually, it looks cool. Mm. I think the color mm. grading could have been fixed with um, yeah, that speed problem. With that was that was a very uh, evident one issue that I saw. Yeah, I think they were trying to go for a grayscape, kind of darker feel, but mm. it just doesn't work in daytime. No, it um, doesn't. It, it feels very uh, rash. It felt like a very rash decision that they made with that one. Yeah. Um, Gaia's now the most powerful character in the MCU. She yeah. has everyone what? apart from Wanda Maximoff's power. <laughs> yeah, so, I was yeah. pretty shocked about that. Yeah, they killed off Gravik, but... How are they, they going to do with Gaia? It's... It's it's a doozy to be honest, in my opinion. I mean, she can she's still a scroll. She can shapeshift into Captain Marvel, mm. and she has her powers, so she could yeah. Be so a I'm very shocked Captain at Marvel. the fact that like the scrolls can have powers that like are given to like entities that didn't originate with those powers. It's like yeah, um, super scrolls. Uh, um, I forgot how it was handled in the comics. I think. One of the scrolls just looked at the Fantastic <clears throat> Four and just took their powers or had mm. DNA, kind of what Gravik did. But what... but um, Captain like Captain Marvel's powers isn't from her DNA. It yeah, was from the stone, wasn't it? Um, I think they took her blood samples or something. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> this this episode. Um, <laughs> I see. I see. You agree. Yes, we agree. I I said it. Episode three, Epson. She Hulk was right with this finale. What? It's always a CGI fight at the end. Let's yeah. just change it up, please. Let's have a talk. Let's have a sit down. <laughs> it's very. As I said, they have a set system. They they have a set uh, way of uh, making these shows, and it's never changing. Yeah, it's a, it's a system that currently works for them so far. Yeah, and so. the thing is, that fight could have been great, but it wasn't executed correctly, mm. or mm. or any of that. Um, but mm. Gaia now the most powerful Marvel character behind uh, behind <laughs> Wanda Maxwell because she can change reality. Mm. But, um, but uh, Wanda currently is quote unquote presumed dead, but yes, not so not so far. What are your thoughts on Rhodey being a scroll since Civil War? It's been confirmed by the director. Yes. It yes. does I do not like this. It doesn't feel right, I'm sorry. So Rhodey, the original Rhodey must have died off, correct? No, no, the no. original Rhodey got captured. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So if Rhodes will be like, what happened? Where's Tony? Dead. Mm. Where the hell have I been for the last fifteen years? Two thousand sixteen. 2025, mm. 6, uh, 10 years, probably. Yeah, that that took me off guard. I thought it would be like um, he's going through like medical procedures during Falcon Winter Soldier or something. Like. No, it was, it was, it was called Scrolls. Yeah, um, because I thought he was in gowns because they were taking his braces off mm. and he could walk or something, but no, <laughs> Civil War, when he lost his legs. And, mm. That is crazy. But um, the last 10 minutes of the show where um, President Ellis tells America, uh, well, America, 
presume, or the world that there are scrolls living amongst them, and mm. there's a whole montage of a killing spree. I wish that was the whole tone of the show because that was scary. Yes, was it, like, it's, it was a great impact scene, but we just didn't get it. Yeah, it's like the last 10 minutes of a show that has, yes, it's Nick's story and it wrapped up beautifully, but mm. again, it's such a. I keep saying this, it's such a big deal that these <clears throat> scrolls are in higher places. Ellis mm. could be a scroll, but he wasn't. But mm. having that final montage of, of just killing sprees, <clears throat> blood everywhere, um, just random, uh, random bystanders who don't know who's a scroll or not a scroll, mm. um, just killing people. I wish that was the whole entire intensity of the last yeah. five episodes before this shocking finale. Agreed. And also, yeah, and also because next year we are getting Captain America Brave New World, new title. Mm. Um, Thunderbolt Ross is the president. Do you have any theories what happens to President Ellis? Not so far. I would like to see about it. I would like to watch it and see if I get any clues. Yeah, I, I feel like either they, they kill him, a scroll yeah. kills him, or... I don't know. Maybe he gets run out of pre- uh, run out of office. Yeah. But Thunderbolt Ross, played by Harrison Ford, now, um, mm. sadly. But yeah, I can't. Uh, it's all connecting now. Mm. But sadly, on um, on, um, I I hate Rotten Tomatoes, but this is their lowest rated MCU project so far. Ah, oh, it ain't looking good for the MCU for the wider audience, and for our loyal fan base right here. Hmm. What would you give the whole season as a whole? Ooh, that, that's hard. If, you, if I can't really give it a high rating now because of the um, ending. Yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah. You. That 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 hit me. That hit me. Uh, six, maybe. I, I yeah, I'm I'm at a six and a half, maybe. Um, yeah, it was great with episode one to five. Hmm. It could have been a lot more, and I think the short uh, episode count and also the short run times killed it. Because the first two episodes were around nearly an hour long. Yeah, and just started depleting. It felt like they were running out of budget. <laughs> the budget like, cuts. <laughs> the, the budget was two hundred and twelve million dollars, and they used it all on coke. Where? <laughs> I'm sorry that. The CGI in the final fight scene looks great um, mm. in the lighting, but the color grading makes it look horrible. It, 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 it clashes. It's it's not great if it clashes, though. But 212 million. What, 200 million goes to Samuel Jackson? Makes sense. He had mm. a great performance. Every, mm. See, this show has incredible performances because they shine. The sit-down scenes are always mm. the best. Kingsley Benadier, Ben yes. Mendelsohn, Amelia Clark. Hmm. Everyone has incredible performances, but it gets bogged down by terrible writing sometimes. But yeah, six and a half and a six out of ten. Yeah, six, six and a half. I, that's what I would give it. Yeah, um, I'm with you. This is so far not my favorite MCU hmm. project. I, it's now below What If, and What If was at a seven. But, ooh, uh, ooh. Oh, ooh, oh that, that, that is rough for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> Me. I like everything, but if it's not at a certain standard and I mm. see the budget, yeah, mm. yeah, you're getting de uh, demoted a couple of points because of how you utilize your money. Mm. I but think I see. that was the end of Secret Invasion, uh, Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, which is currently all episodes streaming. Uh, I think it may be different when you watch all the episodes back to back to back, but I don't mm. have five hours on my hands. It's, it. it's too long to do that. Yeah. Um, but yes, Marvel Studios Secret Invasion on Disney mm. Plus, um, New Zealand, all episode streaming now. Now, box office. This was a major time. We didn't do the box office last week because we waited for today. Mm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <sighs> From the 23rd, which was last Sunday, to the 30th today. <laughs> Number one at the box office, Barbie, opening weekend, yes. 162 million. New Zealand, currently, uh, actually, this is its opening weekend, 2.2 yeah. million. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's currently made 578 million in a week. What are your thoughts on that? Wow. I agree. It, it, I agree with it. Yeah. That, it was going to make that much. I At least that much. <clears throat> yeah. We saw how much Mario made, and that was, you know gossling amount that nobody expected to make as well exactly i think a lot of yeah. people would think mario is much bigger than barbie i feel like they're at the same same they're level the same of... aspect of um popularity i would say yeah and influence and yeah two of the most influential films are now going up well once already in the billion dollar club but one is about to be in there as well now mm. oppenheimer same day Opening weekend of 82.5 million in New Zealand. Mm. It opened at 867.1 thousand dollars. Surprising. Mm. And total 253.4 million in a would week. Would you say that's low or would you say that's high? To me, because we saw that line that we were at. Mm. And I think um, there are screenings for Oppenheimer on like a Tuesday and they're sold out. Mm. Um, but looking at this one week. They're quite low, but I think the full yeah. full total so far is 1.1 million. Mm. But in one week, same day as Barbie, what are your thoughts? I think the issue with this is the fact that they clash at, at timescales. I think mm. Barbie got the more popular uh, view because of its more classic approach to its you know film title, you know. But yeah. also, I would like to say you know definitely. Uh, Oppenheimer is a great film and also the issue with Oppenheimer is the the viewing you have to watch it on a certain like uh, screen it's not just you know you can watch it on any old screen and you'll be fine mm. it's more you have like it's more pandered towards IMAX viewing than anything else I would say exactly um, and it's a three hour epic it's also mm. R-rated in the States, but M-rated here. Mm. And Barbie, um, I actually spoke to someone from events in New Zealand, and they said, yeah, we wanted to see Barbie and IMAX until Oppenheimer had that release date, and then they had to move every single Barbie screen out of IMAX for Oppenheimer. And I think mm. Oppenheimer's going to be an IMAX for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think uh, Oppenheimer is... Because also... Apparently, a lot of the nude scenes were cut out in a lot of different countries as well. 
Yeah, in India, they put a black dress over Florence Pugh. Mm, and same with Indonesia, apparently. Yeah, at yeah. great Photoshop, but um, yeah, nudity in, in that film, mm. it was needed. It is a sex scene. But <laughs> for, for these numbers and releasing with a PG family film like Barbie, mm. yeah, it's doing great. Now at number three, it's a film that it's a lot of controversy I actually read up on it and I don't think I want to support this film when it releases in cinemas here in New Zealand in a couple of weeks oh um, it's not even out yet no no uh, I think I, I don't know I don't know um, Sound of Freedom um, with the opening week in the 19.7 million currently it, only in the states at 140.6 million in three weeks I have nothing to say but it beat up Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah, that, that I was kind of shocked about. Paramount, it's what are you that doing? isn't even, like, you know, out in like some countries as well. Yeah, um, Paramount, horrible placing for both this and Transformers. Hello? Mm. There's so much <laughs> emptiness this year. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see coming up. Um, but Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, it's opening weekend. We discussed this 54.7 million mm. in New Zealand. So far, mm. it's made 2.031 million. Ooh, and so good. far, 383.6 million in two weeks. What are your thoughts on that? I wish it made a little bit more, to be honest. Yeah, it has the Tom hoping, Cruise. Yeah. I was hoping it was a 400 million uh, film around 450 mil but seeing that it got close it's fine enough for me this movie should have made so far right now 600 million if it were released at a different time yes the time scaling is the issue that's why i'm saying 400 million because um as you see barbie and Oppenheimer both just stole the show for now yeah racking in that amount uh, hopefully Oppenheimer can bring in a little bit more funds I feel as though Oppenheimer may be hitting the 400 million mark in two weeks as well. Yeah, um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, along with Barbie and Oppenheimer to the general public, is one of the best films this year. Mm. And mm. it's coming behind a film that hasn't been released around the world, but we're looking at domestic numbers so far. And so far? Yeah, and I have a feeling it could hit over 400 million because mm. if the next film that we're about to talk about hasn't reached 400 million we're in dire straits because the next film is indiana jones and the dial of destiny <laughs> with an opening week uh. much bigger than uh, not much bigger but slightly bigger than mission impossible dead reckoning part one mm. 60.4 million so far in new zealand it's grossed 1.9 million Mm. And it's total gross around the world, 341.1 million in four weeks. Yeah, this is a flop. <laughs> Yikes. This is not it, a... Yeah. yeah, no, but as I said, when I first told you as well, it's not a film that people go to rewatch. Yeah. It won't be. There's uh, no sugarcoating it. Yeah. And like, even with all the advertisements for the film, Unfortunately, because of its time slot as well, it's just not going to be viewed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it is a summer blockbuster along with Mission Impossible and many others that came out last month. But yeah, mm. horrible timing. This could have been a great Christmas film. 
uh, like at the end. I of the would year. like to see this. Yeah, as a maybe maybe like a May film, but yeah, or a May film. Yeah, because May was kind yeah. of barren apart from Guardians. Guardians mm. dominated until Spider Man came along. Mm, Spider Man hit hard though. Spider Man about to finish with seven hundred and fifty million. I think I haven't double checked, but Mm-mm-mm. it's doing well before it comes to streaming next month. Yes, but yes, yes. I feel the streaming Spider-Man is going to hit a lot more numbers, though. Yeah, a bunch of these Mm. Paramount films do. Dancers and Dragons did Uh, incredibly well on streaming. The reason why I think Spider-Man is hitting a lot well more is because there's so much detail that people can uh, go from rewatching those kinds of films. Yeah, Easter eggs and all. Mm. But yeah, Paramount... um, Well, when I mean streaming, I also mean digital purchases. You can Mm, buy them on YouTube. Mm. But they're doing incredibly well. Transformers is actually still number one on the iTunes charts, I think, That's, right now in New Zealand. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I'm ex- yeah, I was expecting that as well. Yes. Yeah, so they're still making money just via digital streamings, which it wasn't fi- really a film. Like Transformers has always never been a film about theaters. I feel as though, like every Transformers film I've watched, I felt more liking them when I watched them in DVD format back then and that's you know uh, transferred over to streaming in that case Epsilon were you there for the hype of Dark of the Moon <laughs> sold out theaters even more so than sold out but but overall though overall all all Transformers films that IMAX Top. screening back in June 2011 we were screaming <laughs> we <laughs> Whoa, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think Bumblebee is incredibly well on streaming services. Like, you can mm. just bundle up in a blanket with like. Mm. It's a great film to watch at home. Yeah, and More it's also. So, yeah. It's also a nice family film as well. Mm. And I think Rise of the Beast, even though it's much more violent, much more darker, it's still what somewhat of a family film, mm. like what Transformers should be, Michael mm. Bay. But um, yeah, Indiana Jones, Stellar Destiny, complete dumpster fire of a flop. Sadly, oh. what a way to send off Indy. Yeah, what a way to send off Harrison Ford's final action with Indiana Jones. Man, uh, it, it sucks. I uh, with this with these numbers, I do not think that a spinoff might even be made. To be honest, a reboot could could happen. You know, it's a Disney. reboot could, but. I don't think a spin-off from this particular is ever happening. Yeah, I don't think a spin-off of this would yeah would happen. Mm. Now, Barbenheimer has come to a conclusion, along with July, as we welcome in August, which seems quite barren when it comes to releases in New Zealand, as heavy hitters such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and Blue Beetle do not come out until September. We'll be Ooh. back with the latest episodes of Warrior and probably pick up a new show as well, along with the box office. Epsilon, any closing thoughts? Well, I hope you guys all enjoy uh, going to the cinemas. This this month is very packed, especially with the current films that are currently out. And definitely go uh, have fun watching at the cinemas. Yeah, that's that's incredible to hear. Anyway. We are the Movie Bros Podcast, a podcast that has been on hiatus for four plus years since Captain Marvel's box office numbers, streaming on Spotify and Amazon Prime Music, 
new episodes every Wednesday at 12 p.m. New Zealand Standard Time, along with the Anime Bros podcast episodes every Monday at 8 p.m. New Zealand Standard Time. We are your hosts, Rickman King and Epsilon, and wishing you all a happy doing, and see you next time. Bye.